You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome back, back to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. Holy crap, man. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacia Finley. Well, happy Monday. We're, we're back to, to normal things. Sort of, yeah. Sort yeah. of. Back Not to normal games, life. At least. Normal yeah. life is never happening again. I don't think so. I think we're, I think we're in it now, people. <laughs> you know, the, the worst part about it is... Yeah, I've told you before, and I don't know if I mentioned it here, but my my brother and his wife got COVID. Right. And they got over it. Which, by the way, uh, I don't know if I've announced it here. I'm going to be an uncle. Ooh. And, and I'm going to be the uncle to a nephew. I was just the first, first, first I've boy. Never, I've never been officially an uncle to someone. Just a bunch like, of nieces? Well... Oh, just, I see just what in you general, mean. you know. I mean, it's always been my my wife's, you know. Oh, like blood. Sibling. I see what yeah. you're saying. This yeah, is yeah. this is my first by blood. marriage. Yeah, I'm an uncle by blood now. There you go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have a, a little nephew running around. How about that? Well, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. But it's more congratulations. To you breeders out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I never thought he'd he'd get there, but. Uh, there he is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's his life, and I applaud exactly. him for whatever he chose to do. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, what I was saying is, is my daughter. I don't know if I mentioned that, but she has COVID. Uh, she got diagnosed. Still? Yes. Oh, wow. She yeah. she got uh, her tests back at the end of July, and she messaged me yesterday. She got tested again and still has it. She oh. says that the only thing bothering her is she has a constant headache, and she doesn't know what to do. And I t- I. Gave her some ideas that might help alleviate it some, but I told her, I said, just try to take care of yourself because she could have it for God knows how long, you know, because I I looked it up. They said it it could last up to 10 weeks in some cases they've seen. And I said, hopefully that's not you. Right. But just be aware there have been cases that have lasted for weeks. Does she still have fever and everything? No. She said the only thing that's bothering her right now, she just has this constant headache. And that it worries me. Well, I guess out of all of the symptoms, I'm, ugh, but still, yeah. And I, I told her that I was like, you know, I want you to take care of yourself because I, I don't want to come back in a few weeks and tell you something tragic's happened, you know. And it does; it concerns either. me because this shit is. It could just be messing with her, and then before you know it, snap of the finger. And I, I don't like talking like that. Right. But, and who knows, it could be like stress related too, because I could imagine just the amount of stress she's going through, mm-hmm. that it, it can keep perpetuating that headache over and over again. So maybe it, hopefully, if we could just get her to, to calm down, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. and the, the worst part about it is for her, she's been trying, she's been taking these classes for um, a job, and I don't want to go into details because honestly, I can't remember. <laughs> 
<laughs> all, all the details. So I'll just, I'll leave it vague. I don't want to, I don't want to lay it out. But anyway, she's been taking classes uh, to take a test that will get her a job, a better job than what she has now. It, it would be a great career move for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says she wants to do it, but she has to take a test and it would have to be a physical test, not an online test. Oh, no. So she yeah. can't do that. Why can't it be online? Because it's a test. I mean, people can cheat. Well, okay. But the only reason why I mentioned that is because the same thing happened to me, like, at the restaurant when they thought I was going to, like, move up into management. There was some, like, food safety thing that I was supposed to take. And it was supposed to be, like, an eight-hour-long class and a test. But the other option was you could do it online. But the person was there online with you like how you and I would be Skyping right now but you actually have to take the camera and show them your PC space mm-hmm. and like down around on the desk to ensure you have no notes or anything up and you have to screen share and actually take the test that way to prevent people from doing that that's pretty fair now nah, I don't know I'm sure people would still figure out a way to be clever enough even in that situation but I'm just saying like they were pretty serious about it man for something mm-hmm. like that so but I, I mean, that's fair. I yeah. mean, I, I think that was Especially a smart move. Especially now, I feel like, try to work with it, you know, as best sure. you can. But she she was supposed to go take it in two weeks. So hopefully within that time frame, it will pass and she can mm-hmm. go take her test because she's got to travel all the way to Chattanooga to take the test. Oh, wow. And, you know, that's a, that's a, a drive, but she has mm-hmm. been having to delay it because of this as well. Right. So... It, it's hindering her progression in life, so to speak. Right, man. So I just I hate it. I hate I hate COVID. Fuck COVID. I know, right? I like we're I'm done with it, obviously. And mm. apparently, more people are than they should be. Even I don't know. I'm just yeah. Just kind of sit here and I guess wait it out. I feel like so helpless. There's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess on the flip side of it, I try to find some positive bits about it you know like take a look at some of the things that we've gotten because of this not saying they're great but Mm -hmm. how life has had to adapt to how everything's going Mm -hmm. we're getting comic-con events and stuff like that we've got a few we'll mention a little bit later everyone's getting to see it now as opposed to you know groups or little rooms and stuff like that and everyone being isolated Movies coming straight to streaming, which I know is a, is a boon yeah. to the theater market. I still want to go to a theater. Hopefully, they survive it. Yeah, I really do. I still I still like the theater experience for certain movies. There are movies that I'm like, I want to go to the theater and see that. Mm-hmm. You know, big screen, big sound, everything. But there are some movies that you'll see. Like, let's use The Invisible Man for for a great example, okay? When that movie was advertised, it came out, I was looking at it and I said, you know what, I, I really want to see that. Oh, I really want to see that. But, at the same time, it wasn't a movie I was aching to go to the theater to see, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it didn't yeah. seem like that type of movie to me. It wasn't the big spectacle. Mm-hmm. And I know that we should probably go and support these movies if we want more of those movies. I get that. But I do have a very particular movie type that I want to go to the theater to see. Because if I'm going to have to sit around a bunch of people I don't know right. and deal with them, 
I want to make sure that it's going to be worth my while because I've gone. When I went to see Avengers Endgame, my God, this guy sitting next to me, I just wanted to slap the shit out of him because he just was so expressively loud about everything. And it wasn't in the right way. It was just like, what? Oh, Uh." oh, man. (laughs) So really not adding anything of value anyway. Yeah, it's just like, dude, keep that inter monologue to yourself, please. You don't have to vocalize it for Christ's sake. I'm sitting right next to you, man. So, and yeah, I'm that guy. You might be one of those people. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Um, but The Invisible Man, it was a movie I really wanted to see, but I wasn't rushing out to the theater to see it. Then it came to video on demand. Immediately, it's still in theaters, whatever, because all this stuff happened around that time. And I was like, here's 20 bucks. I'll, you know, that's what I would have spent at the theater. I'll spend it right now to watch your movie mm-hmm. because I want to see it. But in the comfort of my own home. Right. I'm okay with that. People got pissy about this Mulan thing because Disney's going to offer it up on their Disney Plus service for $30. But, but, keep this in mind. I think this is a detail a lot of people miss. It's yours. And if you're a family, you're still going to have to pay, let's just say you're a family of four, that's four tickets, mm-hmm. which I would assume, especially in today's day and age, is going to be more than $30 for four tickets. I would yeah. say most places, 10 is about maybe even the cheapest on a matinee price anymore. Yeah, that's... I mean, insert your city here. It can vary you know, wildly, but... Yeah, I think people are just like, it's so weird how we just forget all those little details about how much we would spend going out and never paid it any mind. I mean, sure, you might have been like, yeah, that sucks. I just spent 50 bucks, but you did it. And Mm -hmm. then you're going to complain you're getting it for 20 bucks for all four of you to sit around on your couch and provide your own snacks. Yeah. I mean, we all snuck them in anyway. Let's be real. But no. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, the the model of it is how I, I view it. You know, if, I, if I'm going to take my family to go see this movie and it's not just going to be me and my wife, how is that going to affect my wallet? So if I'm paying 20 bucks to go to the theater to see this, that's what I'm technically going to be spending, give or take. Mm-hmm. So why not? At least, yeah. yeah. I'm giving you the same amount. The th- I mean, it's not like the theater's getting a cut of that. But that's nice that you said they're getting to keep it because I have heard some where they're charging 20 bucks and you get for like two or three days. Just like... It's still yeah. longer than you would get at a theater, granted, mm-hmm. but like, you know, it's still not yours. But either way, you weren't purchasing it when you went to the theater and taking it home with you anyway. Exactly. So, like, I feel like that's actually a good deal. And I don't usually like to praise large, <laughs> large yeah. companies like that, but that's not a bad idea. Actually. Yeah. They said it, it's yours to watch whenever you want. It's not a, it's not a temporary riddle. You paid 30 bucks. And that, that, I think that was the other problem people had is like thirty dollars thirty dollars is like you would buy you'd pay the same if it was a blu-ray or, or a 4k disc or whatever you're buying it it's yours you just have to watch it on disney plus <laughs> just don't think people are allowed like they don't allow themselves to just be okay with a thing anymore no, <laughs> like it's starting to complain. feel that way like there's just always got to be that person arguing about it regardless of how good it is bad it is well, for that matter, I mean, I was looking, I woke up. I think we're forgetting we're doing the gaming podcast today. I, we are. We'll get there. <laughs> the conversation's good. The conversation's you know, good. You know. We got to, we got to, uh, you know, work ourselves out of the, the conversations we were doing. They were good. They we were. got pra- praise for that. Did we not? We did. We did. Yeah. We did. So maybe, maybe we'll get more of these. Who knows? Yeah. You, you tell us. You decide. Audience. You know, if, if our audience is telling us, hey, I like that. 
we'll keep doing it. Yeah. Um, but no, I woke up yesterday and it was, I was, I looked at Twitter and there were several hashtags or, or trending topics mm-hmm. going around and it was just, it was opposite sides of the spectrum, you know, conservative leaning posts, you know, uh, liberal leaning posts. And it was just this, no matter which side you're on, it's just hate, hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we're just angry it. people these yeah. days. We're and, just and, angry. <laughs> and a lot of them added nothing to the conversation. There were no thought-provoking, hey, let me try to change your mind things. It was just like, no. you're stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I just, I was if you so... don't think like I do, you're dumb, and why do you exist? That's yeah. all it is. My and, way and... is always the correct way, and that's all there is to it. If you don't think like I do, you're dumb. How could you not be so woke? How could you not see it how I see it? How could you have not lived the exact same life I have lived to this point in my exact skin and experienced all the same exact things I've experienced? How could you not have done that? Exactly. It's just the, how dare the, you? The, the name calling and all that stuff. I just looked at it and was like, I, I hate people. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It starts to make you feel that way, man. It yeah. really does. Uh, it's unfortunate. One more story and we'll get into games. I'm sorry. It just, it, it made me think of this. Okay. So there was, there's someone I work with that this is, is the Florida best, man? this is the best example. No, it's not Florida, man. I, just, that's uh, all he's ever going to be known to from here to forth for me. It's just yeah. Funny. So far, I, I feel like we're getting rid of him, but I, I don't want to say anything. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm only hoping. The anyway. one podcast I'll actually listen to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, anyway, there's, there's somebody I work with and I know she'll never listen to this, but she is definitely a conservative leaning person. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I've heard it in a lot of her and that's fine. things that she says, mm-hmm. but it's all in the wrong way. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you say, when you have to tell a story and you have to tell me that someone is black I, yeah. And it has no bearing on the story. That's whatsoever. what I, I, I've always wondered when people did that. Yeah. And that contributes what to my understanding of what's happening. Yeah, exactly. So you kind of get an idea who this right. person is. And then you oh, hear I have them tons talk of Southern about family. So I get it. Yeah. And, and Harry Potter <laughs> is Satan and all that stuff. Oh, OK. So before before I really got to know her like that, you know, we were pretty friendly, pretty close uh-huh. and stuff like that. And then I had to train her to do my job. Because I was moving to another job. Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, things changed. Got to the point where I really don't want to be around this person anymore because I realized the type of person they are. Their mindset on mm-hmm. things. Because And probably have only been feeding into that for themselves. Oh, yeah. A lot more lately, yeah. To, to keep it in the most simple terms that I can, she is the person who things are done a certain way, have been for so long, and if you point out that that's wrong, she absolutely says, well, that's just the way it's been done. I was oh, like, I oh. hate that so bad. And it's, it's just, just like, always how it's been. Like, yeah, that's always has been. Right. That's, that's always the way I've done it. It's like, okay, but here's why you're wrong. Well, I, it's just, it's just, you know, that's just the oh, way I've always learning. done it. Yeah. It's like, I, I get that. I get that. But it's been wrong. So let's, let's talk about how we're going to change it refuses refuses to change and even behind my back and this pissed me off found out she complained to someone else i just can't believe you're just rolling over for what he says it's like but i proved 
I was no. right, and you're gonna bash me because you my proved back? her wrong. You heard her because feelings. I, I'm just, and it I'm wasn't just telling it, you why. We I have that mindset these days. If we're told we're wrong, instead of accepting it and learning a new thing, we automatically mm-hmm. think you're the bad guy for even thinking I could have thought anything was wrong or I'm the problem at all. Yeah. And see what it, what it really initially boiled down to. And I proved this to the other person. I'm so glad she's on my side, oh, so okay. to speak. Okay. It's just my coworker. I was, I, I just broke it down in the simplest of terms. There's, there's a report that we have to create. And for traceability purposes, some of the product that we have has a code on it. Mm-hmm. And you want to put the code that's on the product, sure. on the report. That way you can link it back. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> now, the other person was using a different code because they were told that's the code to use. And I said, okay, but that doesn't make sense because then you have no traceability. So you can't. I wouldn't even dots. have thought that that would have worked at all. Her, <laughs> yeah, her excuse was, well, that's just the way we've always done it. And, and furthermore, we're not supposed to check the product. So therefore it made it okay to use the other code because we Oh, because the nobody product. was checking it anyway. Exactly. So then, then my excuse would have been, then why am I even bothering to input a code if I had that mindset? I'm like, if nobody's checking it anyway, then I'm just not even going to bother to put in the code. Yeah. Right or wrong. I- I can just put in whatever, and then it doesn't matter anymore. And then when they need traceability, it's not going to be there. I'm just going to start writing the lyrics <clears throat> to Never Gonna Give You Up. Right. And roll everybody who wants to check. That's it. That's how I've always done it. So, mm. I mean, yeah, it can't be wrong. But all I did all I did is is once I, I pushed back on this, I just I, I took my other coworker and I said, Hey, look, I said, you see that? Here's the code that I'm using. It's on the product. You can see it clears a bell. This is traceability. That's it. That's all I'm trying to get you to understand. And she's like, I get it. Yeah, I'll, I'll start doing that. But the other person, I, I can't believe it. Bye. Then they should be fired. They're straight up telling you they're not going to do what's expected of them. Well, she's near retirement and she has been <laughs> oh. pushing. She has been pushing the buttons of the boss, like refusing outright. Like I even caught. Uh, I mean, if she got fired before she retired, would she lose all those nice, neat little benefits? So maybe let's do your job right or not at all. And all of those years you put forth will just be to waste. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's all these little things that she, she does that just, you, you try to understand the mindset. For example. Okay. There was, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Fuck, I just, fuck gaming news today. <laughs> but well, no, there, there was, there was, <laughs> We're so 20 minutes into I know. the weeds. It's, it's ridiculous. Fine. Sorry about the F-bombs, guys. Yeah, sorry. You watch sorry. this for NS, you know, <laughs> or safe for work stuff here. I was going to say not safe for work, which is what I did. Well, th- no, there, there's a there's a report that I, I was going to hand off, and I realized it was going to be a disaster because I've spent, I took, when I took it over, it was already kind of in this weird gray area where it was, wasn't done right, wasn't done wrong, but it was just kind of, it could it could improve. Mm-hmm. And I spent my my years doing that, making it right, fixing it, making it perfect. And that's just the kind of person I am. I can't help it. Mm-hmm. And when I realized handing it off to her was going to destroy it, I decided I'm going to keep it. I'm, I'm going to keep it because I just don't want to watch this die. You know, right. I said if, when I have to, when when I have move on to a job that I can't do it anymore or, or something else. Sure, I'll give it up. I'll have to. But right now, 
I, I can continue doing it. I'm, I'm okay with it. And she was already struggling with it. Like there were days she was crying because she couldn't get it. And I, I didn't understand why she couldn't because I literally drew maps. I was mm-hmm. like, here's what you have to do. I don't know how much simpler I could have made it. And it was just, it was, it hurt my brain. I was, I was trying not to lose patience, but it's just, it's where I was. Anyway. Yeah. So I said, hey, I'm just going to keep these. And, and you, you were, well, what am I going to do? I, I don't know. You're, you're probably going to I honestly saddled. don't know what you do ever at this point, ma'am. So yeah. just. I said, y- you worry about all the other jobs. I'm sure they'll give you plenty more to do. I said, but I'm going to keep these. I just, I, what did I do wrong? I was like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just, you just don't worry about it. From that point on, it was continually, well, I, I can do those if you want me to, or, or I, you know, I, I just, I can do those and, and maybe you'll have to give them back at some point and all this just continually pushing to get them back. But then alternatively would say, I just don't have time to do all these other jobs that they're trying to get me to do. It's like, so then you don't have time to do this thing that, that, that you say that you want back. So, which is it? I would just not talk to her anymore. I, I've literally gotten to that like, point. Like, I would just, we're done here. Yeah, when, <laughs> she, when she comes around, I'm just like, yeah, I, I gotta go. Happy retirement, lady. Like, we're done. One other quick example. Um, she's the only one that technically got moved in our department to another area, to another space. I don't understand why I got moved. It's just, this is unfair. Alternatively, oh, I love it over there. It's so great. Oh, my God. People leave me alone. Oh, my God. It's so great. I don't understand why I got moved. Which is it? Do you like it or not? It's just whatever mood she's in, man. Yeah, it's it's mm, it's frustrating. So, hey, what have you been playing? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, trying to remember an entire summer's worth of what I've been playing um, is an impossible task. But as of the last week, I have been in FMV hog heaven. Let me tell you. Uh-huh. I, uh, we, uh, I downloaded a bunch of, like, free... FMVs from itch.io, which to me, they, they looked like those thesis games that developers would do in college or whatever. Mm. Like, look, I did a thing. But a lot of them were actually really cute. Maybe they took like 10 minutes. That was it. But they were well done, cute. Some of them were pretty funny. Nice, neat little punchline. I appreciated it. Um, and then revisited this website called Echo, E-K-O, which mm-hmm. has a ton of quality interactive movies that I highly recommend. I haven't found one off of there yet that hasn't been just great and hilarious on a lot of them. Um, And uh, a a community member of mine, I don't, I'll just say it, Quaver. He keeps his Twitter locked, so that's why I didn't like (laughs) tag him or anything. But like, he actually got in the first degree, working again. And I don't know if you guys remember me talking about this FMV that's from like 95 that I've been trying to figure out how to get to work again for I don't even know how long. Like I have the discs, but Windows 10 is garbage as far as compatibility goes. It says it's there, but it's really, it's really not. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even sure why they bothered to put it in there. It doesn't work, never has. But so it needs QuickTime, which who the crap can get like old QuickTime anymore? You know, like it was just a mess and I finally gave up on it. He figured it out yesterday in like 10 minutes, sent me a file. Boom, it was working. I was in hog heaven. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It was the first time probably since it was 
kind of knew that I even mm-hmm. got to play it again. And you know what? It holds up. I was a little scared to dive into it again because I'm like, man, sometimes your memories of old games are just best kept the way that you remember them. You know, like right. you don't want to spoil it. But you know what? No, it held up. Like the quality of the video was actually still pretty good, even for being in standard definition. So um, the acting was still really good. The gameplay, I mean, it's definitely old. So if you mess up, you mess up. There's no mm-hmm. like mulligans. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, those games, if you screwed up and got yourself in a corner, you just kind of had to start the game over. Right. Um, and I, and I of course, did not get the guy convicted at all. I was like, wow, I've forgotten all the right things to push, you know, because like the whole point is you're trying to get him convicted of murder in the first degree. He could get second. He could get manslaughter. He could get nothing. But depending on how you interview all of the witnesses and the evidence that you collect beforehand before you go to the courtroom scene kind of determines how well the witnesses are going to play along and what conviction you get. And I totally got Tobin off scot-free. Gosh, dang it. Wow. (laughs) I was like, really? And even when they're on the stand, I'm like, why aren't you talking about the bundle? We talked about the yellow bundle. Why are you not bringing? It was your husband. You know, I'm just like screaming at the script. Then I'm like, I think I'm starting to remember now like I had to do this a few times before I finally cracked the code and in what order you got to ask them in too it's crazy but it still holds up so if you can figure out how to get that game working again totally recommend but yeah so I played that cool. a bunch of those FMVs finally beat Frostpunk the last autumn which was the last DLC I had I know a new one mm-hmm. just came out their final one um, and I'll have to just wait a minute I freaking rocked it nice I don't know out of all of the frustration and cursing and stressing that I would do with that game. And for some reason kept playing it this last time I decided to kick it up. I didn't struggle at all. It's almost like I figured out how to play it. Perhaps. I was so impressed because usually there's one moment where I'm screaming at these people where I'm like, you want these things, but you gotta work, you know? Um, No, no, it was great. I did go too evil though. And it was uh-huh. by accident, but once it started to happen, I just let it happen. Best so basically, we'll just say they ended up with like an execution spot near the uh, generator, and I tried <laughs> to take it back, but it won't let you tear it down. So I'm like, well, it kept their motivation really high. I bet. <laughs> they stopped striking on me. I didn't intend to lean in that evil, but it happened. Sure. And I beat it, and only 12 people died. Throughout my entire run, which out of like 500 people, let's just say that's good. Yeah, that and, sounds great. And three of them were by accident because of the execution. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's better than COVID numbers. You know, you know, <laughs> and that was all summer long in accordance to like the frame of the game and how long mm-hmm. you're playing. But, uh, but yeah, so that was, that was my week. So I had an FMV fun filled week with quality stuff. How about you? I feel like I haven't been playing games that often. It's weird as that is. Other stuff. Yeah, uh, I finally finished um, episode. Okay, so I'm gonna confuse everybody. Hang on. I finished episode three of Super Mega Crash Adventures, but it's the fourth episode completed. Does that make sense, everybody? Yeah. yeah. Because the last episode I finished was the third episode completed, but. I decided to move it to episode four because right. narratively it just it flows better. You'll understand when you see it. Right. It just works better like this because it was going to be episode three. And I was like, no, 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 no. Let's let's shift this around a little bit. So mm-hmm. there are now four episodes available to watch if you want to go to Patreon.com 
Nice. And I'm not going to plug it now, but five bucks will get you access to four episodes and, they're and whatnot. Good. They're good. I was I was surprised how that one came together because there was it was getting to a point where I wasn't sure, and I think that's I think that's what's holding me back right now with five. Like I'm I'm still trying to get a lot of the assets set up for five, mm-hmm. but in the back of my head, I just I don't know why I feel like it's not going to be as good. Or it's going to be a lesser episode or something like that. I and think by the end of it, you'll find out it's your favorite one or something like that. Could be. Because episode four, that's what I was kind of thinking. I was like, is this going to be any good? And then, but throughout the creation, if something I had written on the page didn't work or it wasn't working the way I was seeing it as I mm-hmm. wrote it, I found a way to fix it. Or mm-hmm. I found a more creative way to like one of the the jokes I'm, i won't say what it is specifically but there was a there's a joke at the last it's the last scene of the town scene let's just put it that way okay i didn't know how i was going to do that like how i wrote it on the page was simple compared to what i did mm-hmm. and that one so far that i've noticed gets the biggest laugh out of all the the stuff that I've done. So mm-hmm. somehow I took something that I didn't think worked and now it's the biggest laugh out of that episode. There you go. So maybe that's the mindset I have to have here. Yeah. Is something I, inspirational strike as you go through. It and and that's that's the the beauty of the way these have been going is I can tell when it's not working or if the scene is not flowing because Episode one is probably the only one that has not been touched. Episode two, three, and four, as we go along, I think of an idea and I'm like, I want to do this or "Ah, this isn't working. Let's re-record or let's add something. Let's let's beef it up a little bit. Whatever it is, just to tweak it to make it work. And I love that Mm -hmm. because it's not a matter of, well, we got to... With live action, you got to figure out oh, when are we going to have time to shoot, or can mm-hmm. we match it, and all this other stuff. It doesn't matter. All I got to do is if I need to re-record a line, you need to re-record a line. We just do it, throw it in, go. Yep. And and I can work around everything that I've done thus far. So I love that creative freedom with this show. So I've just got to get into a mindset for this next episode that we'll get there. Mm-hmm. And and. I will even say this, what I've done so far uh, with the opening scene or what I'm creating for that. You've seen the opening scene to episode four in the, mm-hmm. the control room. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying not to give away too much, but you people are just going to have to. Maybe it'll intrigue you to go to Patreon. Right. <laughs> the control room is alive. Yes, mm-hmm. you would say? I would say, yeah. That's what I'm trying to do in this opening scene four or five. There is something going on um, in the background that, you know, you might not pay attention to, but it's there. It's a detail. And that's another thing, too, that I've noticed that I, I put in with these episodes is these little details that I, f- I almost talk myself out of, you know, and think, I don't need to do that. People are not going to notice. I'll know. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just sit there and it'll nag me that I didn't just take that extra step for that little detail that no one will ever pay attention to. But I want to know that it is being done the way I want to see it done. Mm-hmm. Then I'm not going to look back on it and say, man, why didn't I do that? Or why didn't, 
Uh, just that one little detail would have made it that so much better, you know? Mm-hmm. Any little thing. But I'm doing it. And I don't care if it takes me. It'll probably You'll be 2021 before we get it there. I hate to say that, but it's only two more episodes. So yeah. the pacing, we're, we're getting there. It won't be too deep into 2021. Because honestly, I'm so excited for episode six. Don't know why. But I am so psyched for that episode. I can't wait to get my hands on it. But I'm trying to pace myself to get there. Right. So we'll get there. Just, just not yet. Anyway, uh, since I've been working on that, yeah, my gaming has been down a little bit. I don't even remember what I was playing last before we... Yeah, I'm not sure I, either. I feel like I was in the middle of... I think it was Saints Row <coughs> is what I was still playing. Maybe. Three. Uh, they, yeah. they finally fixed the... Well, I say they fixed... The the trophy issues that I was having, I had to go and replay back a little bit Ugh. just to just to you get have it. Way more but dedication I than I do. Yeah, well, I mean, it's. Fun. I don't know why achievements have never reeled me in, not even a little bit. The fact they exist is whatever to mm-hmm. me. <laughs> like it really it, is. It's, it depends on what it is. I mean, there there. If the moment I see that some game says uh, beat it on expert or super hard nightmare mm-hmm. difficulty. You can forget yeah. it. I'm I'm done with it. My my achievement hunting at that point, I'll get what I get, and that's that's that. I'm not yeah. even gonna go out of my way for anything else because I know I'm not gonna get that one. So I'm not gonna attempt to even go much yeah. farther. I'm just not gonna do it. So it, it depends for me. You know, mm-hmm. if it if it feels achievable, I'll definitely do it. If there's ever one little thing like there was. There's one that got away from me, and it makes me so angry. It was a Mad Max mm-hmm. game that came out. It was some bullshit trophy that you had to do all these certain little achievements within the game, and then if you did X amount of those, then you'll get this trophy. And some of them were just like, how? How am I supposed to make this happen? This isn't just, oh, you go find this or you go find that. You had to characters had to jump on your car and all that stuff. It's like, well, when the hell is that going to happen? I have to wait on the computer to do that for me. Right. So I, I, I had to give that one up. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to waste my time doing this. So forget it. Uh, but yeah, I beat that. I did get cuphead for PS4 because that was announced while we were out. And I figured this would entice me to play it more because I, it's on my PC and it right. does it works, but I just don't play games on my PC very often. Even though I did, I think I did play the Shape Shifting Detective uh, while oh, okay. we were off too. So I, yeah. I went through oh, that nice. several times, and uh, well, that was a that was a great game, isn't it though? Yeah, yeah. it's fun. They did a really good job. Mm-hmm. It was it was interesting seeing these people in the game that I have had conversations with, right? Like, yeah, and they're guys. good people to boot, so yeah. you know, makes it and even then, better. And then what was even better is as I'm sitting there playing and then this radio story comes over and there's a very familiar voice I telling wonder. me a story. Oh, and I, I was wonder. just like, yeah. I know her. I know, I know her. <laughs> she? I think I had the longest one too by accident. Cause like, as I was listening through all the radio ones and even as I was listening to mine back, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like, it's almost like I don't even remember how long it was when I was recording it. Mm-hmm. Like, as it kept going, I was like, my God, yeah. <laughs> this is actually really long, you know, like in, I, in, in game span, you know. Like. Right. I did sit and listen to it for a while because I was like, oh, she's telling a story. <laughs> I know her. Oh, okay. I was excited. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I did play that. I played through it twice, actually, just to kind of see if I could get a different killer or whatever. Yeah, I got this. 
Yeah, I got the same killer both times. Oh, did you? I got yeah. so lucky. I played three times in a row, got three different ones in a row. Like, oh, wow. even the developing team was like, wow, you, you got lucky on that. I'm like, yeah, I have no idea. Like, this is your RNG, man, you know, mm-hmm. like, as soon as I start the game. But I got lucky that I got I got three different ones on three different playthroughs back to back. So mm-hmm. the second time I went through it, because I noticed, again, going achievement hunting, but I wanted mm-hmm. to see what those other things were, because there was like, do this, do this, do this. And there were, I think there were one or two oddball things that I did mm-hmm. the first playthrough that I just, you know, happened to do. Yeah. So I thought, well, let me see what I can do. So I started messing around with different, you know, approaches and characters and stuff like that just to kind of get those so that was kind of fun to see other angles to the story that i didn't see the first time through so Mm -hmm. it made replay worth doing but i would i was still hoping that i would get another killer but it's 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 fine yeah um yeah cuphead that um oh and i yeah this was this was tough so we're probably going to talk about this in news Oh, I'm I, cutting news down. Okay. Well, <laughs> We're going to be here for five hours at yeah. this rate. <laughs> I dropped, I dropped uh, like three bucks for Far Cry 3 Classic. And then the Ubisoft stuff hit. And I, I've been eking through mm-hmm. it slowly, but it's just like I've... I don't know if I want to give them any more of my money. You know what, though? It does seem like they were clean in house, to be yeah. fair. Because, like, I've been seeing articles that keep getting posted of so-and-so being let go, this person being let go. I mean, right now, I don't feel like I want to. Mm-hmm. But so far, it seems like the correct steps are being made. We could argue about why it was let go for so long. That's not the point of this particular conversation. But... Mm-hmm. It, it, it seems like the right moves are being made. So okay. I'm we'll hoping, see. yeah, that this, that they clean their house the way it needs to be done and, and get their stuff on the right track. I mean, I don't want to blame the developers for what the higher ups are doing because right. they're, they're the ones making the games. They're the one busting their ass and I want to support them, but it's hard when you have to give the corporation your money too mm-hmm. and they don't filter it down to the right people. So... I'm trying not it's it's a hard disconnect because again I wanted to play it because I hadn't played it in a while and then that came out and I'm just kind of like ah, you know yeah I see yeah, it and then I just I connect the dots and I know some there's people there's a lot can, of good hard working people that unfortunately get punished in the in the crosshairs of everything you know yeah. It's, yeah and I know I know some people can disassociate and I I can do it to some degrees on some some things but for what for whatever reason it's been nagging at me a little bit when i'm playing but the best way we can vote is with our wallet and it's just and i guess it it is heartbreaking that innocent people get hung up in it but it sometimes it's just the only way these corporations start to understand and and they'll do it whether they agree with it or not they just still want your money so Mm -hmm. that's the only way we can do it it's unfortunate that we can't rely on people to just you know have these morals and understand that's just a crap way to be a human, but here we are, you know? Yeah. And I guess, I guess when I looked at it, I was like, well, at least it was only $3. <laughs> I was like, so it's not like that I probably me- all mostly went to Sony or however much of a cut they take. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Hey, let's uh, talk about some news. Yeah. Since, let's uh, talk we- about a little bit. Now, this one's going to be a little bit different because I felt like a lot of the news that happened over the summer, it's been beat to death. If you mm-hmm. don't know about a lot of them by now, then I, I mean, I don't know. It's just like I kept seeing the same news articles. So just a couple of follow-ups. 
okay. on some things that I did find. And, and then this was this morning. So I'm sure we all remember, and I just refer to him as garbage man, um, but AKA Eric Estavio, who sued Twitch for $25 million, <sighs> which he claims made him suffer through medical problems related to sex addiction because of the content and algorithms of the site. Well, we have, uh, a little follow-up on, oh. on this on this uh, lawsuit here. So, um, of course, if you guys need a little bit of a rundown, this garbage man was suing Twitch for $25 million, as I just said. Um, and he, of course, named only a log list of female streamers, of which he only followed women and no men. Uh, so this BS lawsuit finally has a response in a, uh, from Twitch in a suit that they filed. So on August 18th, Twitch's lawyers have asked for the complaint to be struck under anti-slap laws, which if you're not familiar, are laws intended to protect businesses and individuals from baseless legal proceedings. So Twitch requested this and asked the court to strike Garbage Man's complaint, and I quote, on the grounds that plaintiff's complaint against Twitch is subject to a special motion to strike under California Code of Civil Procedure 425.16. So I looked it up. This code uh, refers to a disturbing increase in lawsuits brought primarily to, uh, you know, chill out the valid exercise of the constitutional rights of the freedom of speech and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's basically like trying to protect you from garbage lawsuits. Mm -hmm. Um, So Twitch is telling the court that Garbage Man is trying to decide on what content Twitch is to allow on its platform, which they are claiming is protected under free speech. So Twitch goes on to say in the anti-slap suit that since Garbage Man's complaints arises directly from content available in a public forum and acts in furtherance of speech about matters of public interest, the slap statute shifts the burden to him to present admissible evidence substantiating this claim. So Twitch then points to its own TOS, which states it takes no responsibility and assumes no liability for any user content or for any loss of damage resulting therefrom, nor is Twitch liable for any mistakes, defamation, slander, libel, omissions, falsehoods, obscenity, pornography, or profanity you may encounter when using Twitch's services. So along with Garbage Man's other lawsuits that Twitch, of course, pointed out to in the past, uh, looks like Garbage Man has to provide his own evidence needed or the case will be dismissed. I don't see how we can, but it's 2020 and anything could happen at this point. Sure. So, yeah, it sounds like Garbage Man's going to have to come up with his own garbage evidence to the garbage lawyer that took the garbage case to Twitch or to the courts to, you know, prove he was hurt. Well... Like you said, we'll we'll wait and see because we've seen a lot of garbage people seem to get away with yeah. a lot. Yeah. So I hope that it, it goes south real quick. I hope it goes south and he has to pay Twitch. This is the only oh, time I will accept Twitch getting more money. I hope you have to pay him. Actually, you know what? You should have to pay every freaking female you decided you were going to sue in this lawsuit there. For sure. Am I unreasonable? Maybe, but do it. I don't care. You wanted $25 million because of your delicate sensibilities. So screw you, sir. Which is why I'm only referring to him as Garbage Man. I think that's what we called him the first time. Yeah. I don't think he deserves a name better than that. No, he's a garbage. I almost didn't even want to say his real name because I want all of you just to know him as Garbage Man. Hmm. So moving on to something else. (laughs) (laughs) 
Let's see. WB Montreal finally revealed the the big rumored oh, game that we've yes. all been wanting to talk about here. Uh, Gotham Knights is the yes. title, it appears. So we finally got some info. Um, as we know, the rumors were going crazy for I don't even remember how long now, but it was officially announced that Gotham Knights, uh, which will include a single player in a co-op mode, focuses mm-hmm. on the family and not Batman. Um, and it, it looked kind of interesting when I was watching the trailer because, mm-hmm. like, like they're presenting it. Batman has has passed, and, and yeah. we're watching this video that Batman has had set to go out to, you know, his family upon his death when the cave and everything had to get blown up. And uh, it looks like you're going to get to play, like, with some Batgirl and some Robin and all of his, uh, you know, family mm-hmm. and uh so we're not going to be focusing on him at all it'll supposed to release on pc xbox one and xbox series x ps4 and ps5 um the court of owls am i saying that right yes I think that I got, is correct. okay good good mm-hmm. i was corrected the other day and i rewrote it and now i can't remember which way i said it wrong <laughs> so they'll be the main villains um and finally the game features a leveling up system as well as character customization so cheers nice. to the fans who's been waiting there mm-hmm. you go What's very interesting about that is uh, the way it kind of the the way they've kind of laid it out. For one, I, I'm very curious to know if this is not some sort of quasi sequel to the Arkham games. Even mm. though I would say narratively probably not, because looking at some of the characters that they're using, it wouldn't yeah. fit where they left off. But he did technically die at the end of the Arkham series, hypothetically, depending on which way you want to look at it. So it would be a nice, cool way to continue that series in another way. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're getting to play all the different Bat Family characters, I really hope each one has a very unique style. Mm -hmm. Because... It looked like a little bit, but of course we didn't see gameplay. Yeah, sure. Well, there, there was there was that one gameplay. They did maybe like 10 minutes worth of gameplay. Or maybe footage. I only watched the trailer then. Yeah, you watched the trailer. They, yeah. I watched the fandom. I'm a there you fan. go. Yeah, you were in a, up in it. That's true. I was doing other things while all of this yeah. was getting it out. So. Because after they showed the, the trailer, I wasn't sure about the co-op thing. I thought, was there multiplayer? Because you saw Batgirl and Robin together mm-hmm. on the screen together. And I was like, so can you play as both? Are there? Right. Do you swap out? And then it seemed like Robin was working on his own, and I, I wasn't sure at, at that moment. And then afterwards, they were like, "Yeah, there's co-op," and I was like, oh, "Co-op, yes!" Because I, I mean, that's exciting for me, you know, mm-hmm. getting to play one of these games with someone. Yeah, I'm in. And also, if you look at the way the characters are designed, it does seem like they should have their own unique skill set and style. Yeah, because. Uh, Comparatively, Robin is small in stature, so I would assume he's quick, nimble, kind of the way he works. Um, But then someone like the Red Hood, he's beefy, he's big, he's so I would expect him to be a little slower and more tanky, yeah, yeah. power punchy, you know, and stuff like that. And of course, he's got his guns, which you know, if you want to go that route, Uh, and then I guess compared Nightwing and Batgirl. They're still nimble characters, but to what degree? Sure. Like, is she going to be more acrobatic, or would that be more Robin's, or even Nightwing, I guess, more specifically? Would that be more his thing? I, I feel like he would be a middle ground character, not too fast, not too slow, just kind of, you know, your mm-hmm. average run-of-the-mill character, and then the other three would be the slightly varied. Because Robin, maybe he, you know, where he's smaller in stature and quicker, 
maybe he takes more damage. Yeah. You know, since he's still kind more of more squishy. Yeah. Yeah. But I would love to see the char- the character customizations in that mm-hmm. because there, I mean, each character has their own costumes, variations, and stuff like that. Especially Robin. So I'd mm-hmm. love to see oh, what God. they can do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, people seem hype, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited for for all of you who've been waiting to finally hear it, and 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 all the comments I've been reading seem to be good. So mm-hmm. um, as long as this is executed well, it seems like they they might have a have a good game on their hands here. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What else? Oh yeah, one that broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Vampire: The Masquerade Two Bloodlines got oh. delayed, oh. and within that same week. They fired their creative leads. Oh, no. I'm heartbroken right now. So, <sighs> okay. So what happened? As I just said, so for whatever reason, they decided that their creative leads, whom were involved in the first game, mm-hmm. so Brian Mitsoda, who was with Troika Team, which with the original Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, and creative director Call Clooney, are just no longer part of Hard Suit Labs' team. And the decision was reportedly made jointly between Hard Suit Labs and Paradox Interactive, which is the publishing team. So in replacement, they hired um, Alexandre Mandrika as creative consultant, who previously had a position, uh, which was the position held by Call. Mm-hmm. And then they go on to praise this new man and throw out some of his credentials, and they seem to have called it a day. But, like, this late into an RPG to fire your narrative guy? Yeah. And you say it's just going to only be slightly delayed? I don't think that's correct. I don't think you can just redo an RPG in a few months of time. But I mean, I don't know, like, how much they plan on keeping of maybe what, you know, Brian had already done or if they're wanting to do an overhaul. Cause it seems very unclear why at mm-hmm. this point that this shift had happened. Um, so uh, the guy, I mean, he was even put on the promotional materials as a draw for the sequel so that they could say, Hey, we are being true to the roots of this game. Look, we have guy who was involved in the first one. Mm-hmm. And he was, in fact, in charge of the story. It's really kind of nuts. So he did put on his own statement, uh, Brian did, mentioning how he had been employed with the studio for five years, working on the game in the same amount of time, and that the firing just came suddenly. Uh, so he, at this point, is claiming he really doesn't know why he was let go and has not been led to believe this whole time that he hasn't been successful in what he was hired to do. But interestingly, I found out about this story like a week or two ago, but he was suddenly fired on July 16th. So not sure why it took so long to come down the pike for the information. Hmm. But as of the time of recording this podcast, his position is he has no idea why he was let go. And uh, with Hard Suit and Paradox, they were basically just saying that they were tightening up some things and revamping some things to make the user experience better. So um, I don't know. But uh, their delay to early 2021 or so, I don't see happening. But let's see. It just Mm. feels like RPGs are usually very dialogue heavy. And for someone to have been completely involved in the narrative drive to be let go this late in the game, I, I, I mean... But I'm just being left to speculate at this point since we're sure. really not even sure why this uh, guy was let go. But um, 
I'm heartbroken because I was really looking forward to it. It seemed like they were far enough along the last time we were watching a trailer at whatever convention it is now. I can't remember since everything's been online what's what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and you said this is the guy who he cr- wrote the first He was one? part of the original team, oh, Troika. Okay. Yeah, like there was more than just him, but he, he was part of the original team mm-hmm. and had been the one in charge of the narrative drive of this story for yeah. the last five years, according to his statement. And was okay. never led to believe anything was wrong. So. so I'd really like to know what's going on here because I'm going to shift to another very similar story that mm-hmm. uh, reported while we were off. Uh, not gaming related, but it, it's similar in fashion that if there's if there wasn't something like sexual allegations or something like that, then yeah. what exactly was the problem? You know, for someone important like that, that especially was your draw. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard. Well, you probably didn't hear. But anyway... Uh, mm-hmm. Netflix is uh, working on an Avatar The Last Airbender series. Yes. It's a live action one. Mm-hmm. The creators of the original show were serving as creators on this show, and they walked away. Oh. Saying that Netflix was not seeing their vision. They said it could still be good, but it will not be the vision we intended. So, therefore, it shows creative differences and whatnot. So, I'm curious if this is in that same vein, creative differences. He wanted to go one way, and the studio's like, nah, we're going to go this way. I mean, probably. It's the best reasoning I've heard so far, you know, because, like, as I kept digging, they're just wanting to make it sound like everything's fine, you know. And Well, I mean, if you're bringing in people who know this stuff and, and are the reason for this stuff, if this guy was really the driving force to the narrative in the original game and made it what it was, why in God's name would you do anything to disrupt that? This is going to be the guy who's going to make your game good. Right. In, in and some kind way. of, I think, was the way that they were getting on people's good graces to even make the sequel was the mm-hmm. promise that it would stay true to its roots. Right. You know? So it's know. kind it's of just... set us all, all into a kind of a... I mean, I know that's not a real word, but... <laughs> yeah, but no, I understand what you mean. Because yeah. that's that's how people with the Avatar thing, they're just like, so Netflix, you you made the creators of the show walk the away. The creators because walk, you yeah. don't want to go down the road they're wanting to go down, even though they are the ones who created this whole mythology. Right. This whole story. You're allowed and, to create your own new story, Netflix. You don't have to... Yeah. If you're going to name on it. Yeah, if you're going to take away their creative freedom to do what they wanted to do with this thing that you wanted to have a part of, then why did you even bother? Yeah, because no you, you're pissing yeah, all This is what happens when you get suits with money involved. Mhm. They just <laughs> I wish there was a way we could get around it and not have to rely on them for anything. By the way, have you ever watched that? What's that? Suits? Avatar. Oh, Avatar. I have not. Okay. I'm not, and I've been told I need to, so I'll probably get around to that, but I'm, there's no promises. I forget a lot of things I, I say I'll do. Okay, I understand that. But <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and make the case uh, to reinforce that you need to check it out. Uh, I know that you watched Dora and the Lost City of Gold. <laughs> I did! And I watched that too, and it was actually kind of good. It really was! It was I mean, it wasn't my decision to watch it, but I was very happy that I, I dedicated yeah, time to just make like, attention. This is bad. Good old wholesome fun, yeah. yeah. Avatar was one of those things that I actually pushed back on a lot because I had this I had this mindset of what I thought it was. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought it was like, ah, oh, it's some crazy kooky kids and their crazy kooky adventures. And I just, I don't mm-hmm. want to see that. There is some of that, the silliness and whatnot. And that kind of, it's the humor. It's the levity of the show, which is amazing. So just lean into it and have a good time. It's surprisingly deep. Like when I went into it, I I really thought it was just going to be this goofy little show for kids and whatnot. It's Mm -hmm. really deep. It hits a lot of adult themes that you just really wouldn't think about. It's the humor is there for the kids, you Mm -hmm. know, to kind of keep them interested. But the stories are very adult and it's it's there for levity's sake. I'd say that more than anything, because you're going to have your goofy moments. Be like, ah, ha, 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 that's funny. But then the stories just go deep. And I'm like. I was really impressed. Like, once I started watching it, I, I really got into it. And I was like, damn. So much so that when I watched the movie adaptation by M. Not Shalaman, <laughs> that movie can go. You know, he's <clears throat> like, yeah, I don't know, you, man. What he did. It's like, I'll sometimes just, his stuff's good. Sometimes it's bad. Well, here's, here's the problem. You took, and I don't remember how many episodes the first season is. We'll, we'll say 20 episodes because that seems normal for, for any show. Mm-hmm. He took all those episodes and crammed them into 90 minutes for yeah, season buddy, on one. Then the narrative was, it was just like rushing through it, like a cliff's notes version of it. And it was just like, I no well, one's he's known a, for being confusing. I guess yeah. he thought people would just think it was amazing. Cause he did it. I don't know, but you can't, you can't follow anything like that because you're just like, well, you're taking away all the character building for anybody. And you're just saying, well, here's what it is. Furthermore, they pronounce all their names stupid. Like, it's not the way they were on the show, which, you know, they were there. It's not like this was a a question of saying... Well done on your research there. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, how do you say that? Oh, we're just going to say it like this, even though the show says it differently. But they're wrong. Yeah, they're wrong. It's for the West, right? So we've got to, like, dumb everything down for us, It was just, it was so cringeworthy, the whole thing. And I was just, I sat through it all, even though halfway through it was like, I hate this movie. <laughs> but Why I was like, I, I committed this, this far, goddamn it, I'm gonna go all the way. Yeah. It's garbage. Shabalon, what are you doing, man? Anyway, continue. All right, let's see here. Okay, I guess we'll mention it. I know we've been talking about it forever here. So like this Fortnite versus like the world uh. situation. Um, I'm not gonna hammer it too hard because I'm pretty sure most of us are caught up on it but if you're not a brief TLDR is that Epic Games mm-hmm. who of course is the uh, people behind Fortnite uh, decided that they were going to put in a workaround in their app for the iOS and Apple storefront that uh, would get around having to pay Apple's cut for any purchases made within the game. So if you were playing Fortnite, where you would normally go to buy V-Bucks, you are now met with an alternative way to pay directly from Epic themselves and save yourself a ton of money. It sounds super consumer-friendly on its face, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To which, you know, Apple was like, uh-uh. you know, you signed our agreement in terms of service, which says we get a 30% cut and we're blocking you from the store. And mm-hmm. you broke the rules. So that's how, that's, that's the that's, that's breaks. But within a matter of hours, of course, Epic already had a 65-plus page lawsuit ready to go, along with their own propaganda video weaponizing their uh, their fan base to go after Apple because they're clearly being picked on here. So as the story kind of progressed, it starts to get even more stupid. And I'm sorry 
if y'all are taking sides, but I'm finding it really hard to care about either of these multi-billion dollar companies fighting it out over more multi-billions of dollars. I'm just, mm. I don't care how consumer friendly Epic's trying to make it sound. Is 30% a lot? Sure, maybe. I don't sure. know. You know, like I, I feel for the I feel for the developers and the creators who are getting punished in the midst of this lawsuit. Mm. So Epic wasn't looking for a money settlement in their lawsuit, which one would think most people are suing for. They're claiming it's to free the store from its oppressive pricing and to make developers more money by having these stores take a lesser cut, which on its face, again, people are thinking Epic's a rock star here. But to get a bit more, I have my reservations. Because with them having a suit ready to go so fast, the video, and with their past records of buying exclusives, which as we know is also extremely consumer friendly, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a storefront for mobile ready to go, if I'm being honest with you. Um, Because if they win the lawsuit as they're hoping, which is one I will keep my eye on, they're kind of trying to make it sound like they would like all of these phones to have to put at least two other storefronts on their phone to keep phones from making you only buy from their product. So I'm kind of finding this whole thing a little gross. Mm. Um, And again, Epic agreed to these terms of service before they did it and purposefully made the decision and knew that they were going to get banned from it. They absolutely knew. But, oh, wait, there's more. So that's just the stuff that we kind of have been hearing about. So, But this isn't the only lawsuit Epic has filed. They filed yet another one to Apple. And this one is just for the sheer retaliation they feel they received from Apple. Oh so now Apple removed Fortnite from its app store, but has since told Epic that it will terminate all of its developers' accounts and cut off Epic entirely from iOS and Mac development tools on August 28th, unless they get over their BS. So Epic is saying it will result in irreparable harm. And the company goes on to say that cutting off access to dev tools also affects software like Unreal Engine, which Epic offers to third-party developers and which Apple itself has never claimed to have violated any policy. So as I read through the lawsuit, Apple seems to be saying, you made this mess. Now comply with the rules or sit in it. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't really know how else to feel about it myself. So Epic seems to be wanting the best of both worlds. We find out they actually asked Epic or asked Apple to be a special case because you think Apple was just going to keep their mouth shut. So apparently they reveal an email where Epic was actually asking for special privileges for their own stuff. And when Apple was like, no, you've got to comply to the same rules that we put for every developer, then it seemed like all of this stuff started to spiral into what we're seeing today. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're, of course, getting they're upset that they're getting removed. And I just think this whole thing is dumb, (laughs) dumb. And shouldn't be giving the time that it is getting, if I'm being honest. But um, I kind of feel the same way. Epic, you made this bad. You kind of got to lie lie in it. You did this to your fans. You alone. Um, Epic is trying to make it sound like they're the victim of retaliation when instead they're just kind of getting the consequences of their own actions. Uh, but Apple, I mean, they've been saying, if you just agree to the terms that you had already agreed to, you're more than welcome to come back with open arms. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also, Apple fired back in their lawsuit. It's not like we're the only place people can get Fortnite. You know that they're on consoles. And so to try to make it sound like we're killing your game is just completely false. Um, so, yeah. Now Apple's fired back with their own lawsuit at Epic. 
And I feel like this is just going to keep spiraling and spiraling and spiraling until we've all just had enough and we're going to quit looking at it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just they're just going to keep suing each other, I think. So, I mean, really and truly, my heart just goes out to the developers who are getting caught up in this mess and content creators who use mobile for their content um, because you guys are the real, the ones who are getting punished in this whole mess for the time being. Um, Do I agree that 30% is too much? Probably, but like we still signed those terms. And if you believe in it, this could be a class action lawsuit probably down the line. I have no idea. You know, because if you've got those people who got the game on mobile, who purchased these things for it, and now they're losing it over a lawsuit, like I could just see this spiraling out of control. Do you think there will be a time when the gaming industry is not so garbage? No, I think we've let it go way too long now until we all start focusing more on just like independent stuff and just like nixing the large major studios altogether. We're just going to have to keep going along for this ride. In my opinion, money talks way too hard and we're going up against companies that make millions and billions of this dollars. We don't really have a say in this stuff anymore, but we keep buying it. Yeah, we do. So they're going to keep doing it. So it's like, I don't, I don't think they're going to get better now. Okay. Okay. I think it's going to have to take some big collapse of the industry altogether somehow. And I don't hope for that. Trust me. But, mm-hmm. but um, in a little bit more of a, since Epic's consumer friendly news, uh, we found out Hitman 3 was announced while we were on a break. Woo. Uh, the PC version of Hitman 3 is uh, going to be a Epic exclusive. <sighs> Uh, uh, I just had to laugh at this whole thing. It's all such hypocritical BS. Mm. Uh, So to celebrate, they say you can download Hitman from 2016 to download forever between August 27th and September 3rd. So if you want to grab it up for free, there you go. Since it's supposed to be able to continue from two. And if you bought it on Steam, I guess you're just SOL, right? Mm. So uh, the VR version appears to be a PSVR exclusive for the time being as well. So... um, which isn't surprising because I don't think Epic actually has a VR store yet or a cart. Um, (laughs) So, but that might be next. I don't know. Tencent wants to buy everything, right? So not Mm. sure I care anymore about Hitman to be fair, but um, I'm not one of those that I care about which launcher I use, but I just don't use Epic storefront because it doesn't connect with any of my other stuff. So I go there for free stuff. I'm that person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And I just got a couple of smaller stuff and then we need to move on to the headliner or if you're still with us all, thank you very much. (laughs) But we have to mention Fall Guys, because I mean, holy crap, did that take over while we were off, too? Mm -hmm. Um, But the one thing I wanted to mention about, if you're not familiar with Fall Guys, it was free on PS Plus. I think you can still grab it this Mm -hmm. month. Um, And and it's you have to purchase it for PC. But um, it's just the most adorable little simple freaking game that's just taken over and everyone's been addicted to it. You're just playing these tiny little beans and what I would say is like um, a wipeout type Mm -hmm. course. Um, And you're just trying to win the crown and beat everybody. And there's certain seesaw levels where you have to run around and make the ballots off kilter or you grab tails off of your little beans and whoever has the most tails on their team at the end wins and it's they're really kind of cute and kind of brilliant because when you see a bean fall guy there's no mistaking it for anything else it's a highly recognizable little thing uh, but the thing I wanted to mention about because I thought this was really cool is that they took over and decided to do a charity drive So what happened here is once Fall Guys started to take Storm, large major brands started to take notice. And all of them wanted their own costume brand somehow put into the game. So we had the likes of Walmart, KFC, of course, 
Wendy's, even the developers of Warframe, all putting in wanting to have, they make up little mock-ups of the costume mm-hmm. and like, hey, Fall Guys, they tweet at, what do you think? So the brilliance behind the developers of this decided to use it for good. And you want it in the game? Bid on it for charity. So as the tweet from Fall Guys account stated, the thirst from brands has been unreal. So we're turning it into something positive. The prize? Your brand inside Fall Guys is a costume. To enter, reply to this tweet with the highest amount of money you would be willing to donate to the charity special effect, which uh, helps uh, gamers with disabilities. Mm -hmm. So that was what the deal was. Meanwhile, as this was going on, we had, you know, Warframe put in a bid of 20K. We had people starting to go up insanely high. Then, of course, Ninja bids 200K. Mr. Beast steps in 300K. It's starting to get out of control. So as of three days ago, the last bid was $325,000. I think there's still this whole week to go. Uh, But brilliant. Yeah, and absolutely. for such a great cause, and like whoever this person is running the the socials for Fall Guys, well done. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just like you're brilliant at your community managing, and and keep it up, kiddo. I say kiddo because I think he's like a young kid and like his early twenties. But keep it up, man. It's it's going well. They got yeah, verified absolutely. on Twitter and everything, man. Like they're making they're making waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then lastly, on the same thing, Jay. Meanwhile, there was a little bit of issues with legitimate keys for the games being canceled, unfortunately. So in an attempt to go after key scammers, which was happening very, very widely when they were giving out beta keys. Like people Mm. were swiping these keys up, trying to use it as giveaways for subs in their stream channels. Like it was really gross trying to resell them. And they're giving these away for free, mind you. So there's Mm. no reason why... Twitch streamers should be charging subscriptions for these free beta keys, any of this stuff. So really gross stuff was happening. So in an attempt to go after these key scammers, Devolver Digital, in fact, accidentally revoked legitimately bought keys. They apologized profusely and and refunds went out. So this is how people had seen it. So apparently a few refunds went out with a message attached. The key you received belongs to a batch of exploit uh, that were exploited by scammers looking to turn a quick profit. And as a result, we have disabled all the keys in that batch and have issued refunds to the affected customers. But the issue was also that some of these players paid around $4.50 for the game, mm-hmm. which Devolver says was a mistake on the price. And it has since gone up to $10, which means that those that were refunded won't be able to repurchase at the price that they once purchased the game at. So I'm finding it a little unclear where they were getting these game keys. It almost sounds like these people might have bought it from an illegitimate site if they had it for $450. But Devolver did say that it was a mistake. So it seems like a very weird turn of events right there in a short period of time. Uh, But Devolver has since released a statement saying that they made the mistake and which resulted in the cancellation of legitimate keys purchased by the community we apologize unreservedly for our unfortunate error and they go on to say that those who are affected can recover the copy of their game so and i trust evolver is sincere in that and this was a completely honest innocent mistake because they really did have a lot of garbage people trying to like scam for this game it was really crazy well it's not surprising garbage people just exist within the gaming universe oh <laughs> So now I have to say this since we're more garbage people. I know this is all this is today. Burger King <laughs> did some really garbage stuff this week, too. Uh, they made an ad for streamers that went out, which uh, they went around 
This is what their marketing person decided to do as they went around to Twitch streamer streams donating $5 with a message attached about how, did you know at Burger King for $5 you can get XYZ? Because some streamers will have the talk to speech on if you donate money that a message will be read out loud on stream if you attach a message to said donation. So they went around doing this at a lot of Twitch streamer streams and recording the clips and putting it together as a nice little scummy ad for themselves. So they blurred out all of the streamers' faces and did like a voice distortion to try to keep the streamers anonymous since clearly they didn't ask permission to probably put their likeness in their ad since they had money to donate to streamers to do the scummy instead of using that money to do it a legitimate way like most companies would do. So, of course, they got a lot of backlash for it that, you know, they were using all of these Twitch streamer streams, in essence, to just advertise for Burger King. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is just take the $5 if it happens to you, turn off the text-to-speech before that message pops up if you notice it, keep the $5 and do that to, I, I, I flipped him <laughs> off, flip off Burger King, call it a day. <laughs> I watched the ad too. It was so weird. They were just sounds, so, so happy about that. The, they the, Look at this brilliant thing that I just did. Yeah, it sounds terrible. It was so pretty gross. But that's a little bit of the news that I, I got together that I thought wasn't being talked about widely, okay. uh, aside from the Apple lawsuit with Epic, of course. But mm-hmm. uh now, our headliner today, we're doing it a little different. Like, I didn't do games or anything like that. Oh, he's holding up a finger. Yeah, holding up a finger because you, you missed two very important little stories. Oh, I don't know. We were going well over an hour. We, I was looking were. at time. What did I but, miss? But no, no, no. We're this, not going to have time for a headliner. <laughs> the, no, the, these are quickets, if anything. Uh, first of all, if you didn't know, this game that we uh, adore has has come out on Switch, Evergate. Oh, that's right. We've yeah, talked yes, about that did. so many times on this show. We love it. Uh, it's on Switch right now. Yes. So if you if you don't have a PC, but you do have a Switch, and you want to play a, an amazing game, go over there, get it right now on the eStore. It's available. Oh. Go now. I love how much indie is on the Switch. Yeah. I can love it. I love yeah. it. And they, they even got featured on the uh, the indie showcase. Yeah, I saw that. Which, yeah. I, I totally should have put that website down, because I, I did so it was like Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and think about that. Think about that. Two no three i think it's four of them. two three four is it four i don't know it's mm-hmm. been a while that we've we, met yeah we met them a few years ago let's just it has keep been, it yeah. <laughs> it's been like three or four and now. they were just these these this little i mean nobody they were I, I don't mean that in a bad way but they were just like little guys off in the little corner at pack and they're trying to saying, make their like, thing work here's yeah. our game and then in a few years later boom i knew they would blow up we called it yeah, they blew up, and there they are. I'm so and deservedly proud of them. so, man. <laughs> and it's we've really been great. left in the dust. No, it's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> well, of course, they get bigger. You yeah, know, they're good amazing. For them. Uh, and secondly, I'm surprised you didn't mention this when you were talking about Gotham Knights because there was another game that was announced. Oh, the Suicide the Squad fandom. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I guess I just wasn't as interested. So that's probably my fault right there. I was but, like, oh, well, I feel like we've been rumoring that for a while, too. We have, but now it's official. <laughs> now it is official. You're right. Suicide you're Squad, right. kill the Justice League. This is mm-hmm. from Rocksteady, the ones who did the Arkham series. Mm-hmm. Uh, curious to see how this will play because it's funny. Between the two games, it almost seems like we're doing the same thing here, but with the Suicide Squad because we have Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, yeah. King Shark. And it wasn't it like four-player? And Deadshot. Multiplayer, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So they gave us four characters from the Suicide Squad that were like, eh? But even though we didn't get... Ga- now, that one we didn't get gameplay footage for. That was like a cinematic trailer just to kind of give you an idea mm-hmm. of, of, I guess, what the game was going to be. Uh, and, of course, it ends with what seems to be a very evil Superman coming to attack them. And they're just like, who are we going to kill? And they're just like, him. And it's like, ah. Yeah. So, it's... Ah. It look. I mean, if you haven't seen the cinematic trailer for it, it's pretty entertaining. Yeah. And, and uh, I guess Tara Strong sounded like she was voicing Harley in this game. I think I uh, did read that, yeah. I'm not sure about the other three. They didn't sound familiar, but she sounded very familiar. Funny enough, too, I took note of this. They definitely seem to have patterned her face off of Margot Robbie. I mean, she, she could almost pass. I think that's just her. what we assume it looks like now, right? Yeah. Or she looks like now, yeah. It. That wasn't her. I have no idea why that <laughs> maybe it game that it know. person, but no, it uh, it looks like it'd be interesting. I can't wait to see actual gameplay footage because we didn't get that. But it did also. I just seem assume like- we'll never see gameplay footage again until we buy games. It's just kind of how I'm feeling these days. But it did seem like it had a longer wait time because Gotham Knight said 2021, this it said did, 2022. Yeah. So oh, Jesus. it's it's still two years out. So fair enough. We haven't Good got God, anything. yeah. But, these games take forever. It's almost by then you almost are wondering if people still care. You know, you put so much time in between mm-hmm. it, you know, when it's a hot thing or whatever. But but yeah, the, between the two of them, they, they confirmed a lot of Truth or Trash uh, that we, we talked about over the yeah. last year. Because it, it was always these little snippets of things. Like, I remember the Court of Owls. I remember the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. It was just like, maybe it's doing this. So it, it was both of them, apparently. Yeah. And this was the summer for rumors, too. You've left mm-hmm. us all with so much time. Yeah. That we pull at any so thread many. we see as could be a leak, mm-hmm. especially with a side note again, because it was funny on Twitter the other day, like all of the um, added images mm-hmm. just broke. So like as you're scrolling through Twitter, if somebody put up a picture, it just had the little broken symbol on it, <laughs> to which people started trolling all of the um, gamer fans uh, saying, oh my God, I finally found the leaked price of the PlayStation and the Xbox. And it would just be that broken image. <laughs> And so this goes on for a while, and I do have to give a shout-out to, to Multimoo. He mm-hmm. created, like, very top-level meme of that whole situation, which we probably should link, I would say, because it's, okay. like, such top-tier meme that, like, you have to see it. Uh, but, yeah, he and I'll just leave it at that because you have to go watch the video. It's only 30 seconds of your life, but it, it's, it's high-quality, top-tier, man, like, way more than we deserve for the meme. So go check it out. Um. But yeah. Okay. Now so. we can do the headliner. I'm sorry. Sorry about that, guys. Sure I know. I was kind of going through some of it here. And I think also with me hopping back and forth with my notes going, what do I actually think people haven't <sighs> heard about yet? Um, but yeah, so it's a little bit different today as we're settling back into things. Um, our headliner today is going to be a discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen and I had the opportunity to check out High Score, which is a limited uh, docu-series on gaming, which premiered this last week on Netflix, mm-hmm. six episodes, basically about how gaming got started and some brief history on how things ended up to where we are today with how massive a market it is and how amazing they look, uh, which if you are of a certain young age, I kind of recommend because unfortunately you got screwed out of getting to see it happen in real time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know that you will ever be able to appreciate how games are today as much. Maybe. I could be wrong. Not going to blanket the term for everybody, Mm -hmm. but I would say if you were probably Zoomer or a little younger, 
you're, they've always been amazing for you. So there's yeah. nothing to really fall back on. But it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you feel like you learned anything really new? Because I, I, I feel like I didn't really learn anything new, but getting to see the people behind it and listening to their stories is what made it very interesting to me. Absolutely. It, it was, there were certain details we've actually covered here on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, when yeah. we talked about Atari, we covered some ground there. Uh, there was the lawsuit against Donkey Kong. Right. We covered that in, in greater trap. detail, I might add. Yeah. Um, it wasn't. It was very interesting to hear from a lot of those people mm-hmm. because when doing that research, we didn't have you know access to those people. We just knew kind of a Cliff's Notes version. A lot of, of them, their I story. didn't have a face to the name either. You know. Right. Like, right. Right. Yeah. So. The, I'd say out of all of the interviews, the one that I was really excited to see was John Kirby, who was the guy who was yeah. the lawyer for the Donkey Kong case, mm-hmm. because it was like, holy shit, they, they interviewed the guy, you know, because when we talked about him, he had just passed away. Right. Yeah. And then there he was talking about it. And I was like, so glad shit. they got got him in there. Yeah, I, I really am. So it that was amazing to see that because I never Kirby's thought I'd see. Namesake anything from him you know there was just that one picture mm-hmm. that was floating around the internet and that was it so now we had video footage i was like holy crap that's awesome mm-hmm. um th- i mean there were some certain details to it that they discussed uh i wouldn't say that all of it was new um but i also felt like there were certain stories they would they would touch on or certain mm-hmm. people they would talk to and i I wanted to know just a little bit more, you know, about that individual. Yeah, yeah. I, I did find myself wanting that too, especially with the uh, the first woman yeah. uh, that they interviewed about winning. I guess what could be considered one of the first gaming competitions. Sure, you know when mm-hmm. you actually had to travel and go compete against each other. Because like I remember the little ones like on MTV and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it was interesting to see how it's come to be a stadium filler these yeah. days. Like. And see, they and I, I felt like that was kind of interesting about it because they didn't juxtapose that specifically like that. I mean, they touched mm-hmm. on these these tournaments, but they really were the original yeah. esports tournaments. You know, yeah. they would get all these people together who who played these games and said, you "Hey, still had to fly to California, New York, yeah. wherever." Yeah, and and we never looked at them in that way. It was just like, "Oh, it's a gaming competition, and you're really good at playing a game. You do that. That's what esports is." You yeah. know. So they were doing that way back in the 80s, and it was just viewed differently. It wasn't mm-hmm. seen as a sport, per se. But right. You, I mean, it, how, you, how could you look at it any different? Right. It was really interesting, but again, they didn't, they didn't juxtapose it the same, as the same equal term, but it was. Right. And, and even the events on MTV, I mean, they definitely could be seen the same way. Right. Because they, they were doing it. They, mm-hmm. they just had a different way of uh, showcasing it. <coughs> and it was more, I guess they were more focused. The one that they showcased was more focused on Sega, right? Yes, yeah. on that particular episode, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, maybe maybe the people that were playing the games, um, I can't remember the names. I remember Becky, yeah. though, <laughs> right. space, yeah. because she's like, my friends call me Becky, my enemies call me Rebecca, and it was like right. Becky, and then it. the and then the graphic changed yeah. really fast to, <laughs> to Becky. Yeah, so I was like, got it. Um, but maybe maybe their stories aren't much more detailed than that. But when they when they spoke to her at first, 
about what was going on and then they stopped because that was another interesting choice the way they bounced around yeah yeah. which i I guess from a narrative perspective it does kind of work because they did kind of come back around to her after they covered some ground again i guess it works to a point but when they stopped talking to her i didn't know we were going to come back to her and i thought so was that it that right. was all she she did, and I was just like, I felt like there was more we could have talked about there. And then we did come back, but I still felt like there was some, yeah, what I feel like. Or they tried to cover stuff. too much, and instead of they could have made it longer than six episodes or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That that's definitely the the biggest criticism I have with it is I felt like we were getting a very condensed version of very. a lot of this stuff like yeah. a crash course so to speak they threw a lot of info in a very short span of time and didn't and it, delve too deep mm-hmm. it felt like it really could have been expanded upon it could have been more than just a limited series and i understand it's a documentary mm-hmm. and you know maybe you, you want to try to limit what you're doing you don't want to overburden everybody but there's so many great stories and details like the yeah. the lawsuit that's that's my biggest criticism how they glossed over how they won that lawsuit they did not mention the loophole they found you know with universal they just said i mean they did kind of but they didn't really but it was it's a great detail like how yeah Mm -hmm. and they just kind of were like hey figured it out and they won that's that's how it came off to me and i was like but you you Whoosh, it, they yada yada over the best part <laughs> right that's true <laughs> so i was just like all right well i mean and it's it's their series it's whatever they want to do yeah. but i feel like a lot of the details that that were there i felt like some good stuff was probably left out on the cutting room mm-hmm. floor and maybe i'm wrong maybe this was the best of the best but i feel like there's so many details we missed Although I will admit, getting to talk to or see the developer behind E.T. explain yes. a little bit more about it was interesting. Because I don't know if I've ever read or anything, some quote for him as to mm. what it is. But I love that they introduced him and he's like, I supposedly made the worst video game in history. And mm-hmm. it wasn't on purpose, you know. Yeah. And uh, the, 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 just the fact that he, he pitched it to Spielberg. He's like, mm. fine, can you do it in five weeks? And he even admits, I was a child full of hubris. Of course I can, you know, and then this is what we got. So right. <laughs> it was just interesting. Also, just to think about like how far we've come where they were making video games in the span of months mm-hmm. and we can't get our act together in five years. Yeah, You know, like, and I know that a lot of that goes into just the way graphics are nowadays and the way we're trying to tell the stories of these games and just the expectations a lot of gamers have for it now are just way higher, you know, than it needs to be, used to Mm. be, insert whatever that means to you here. But that was the most interesting to me where it was like, yeah, six months. Mm -hmm. People still play it today, you know? But in, in, in a way it, it feels like it should have, it should have worked this way, but I, I know we've talked about this too, where it feels like there's so many games. Think about back then what Atari did. Right. They flooded the market with all these garbage games. Nothing was good, and it crashed the market. And mm-hmm. yet, somehow, we've not done that again. Because <laughs> we uh, complain yeah. about it all the time. You know? And it, there's, there's way more now than ever, right? Because yeah. like, especially once PC became more commonplace, and it became actually easier to develop for, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, now, Jesus Christ, yeah. Like, yeah. It's just amazing. And and that's that's where I, I defend Nintendo. They didn't even touch 
touch on this with Nintendo is how they were trying to prevent another market crash is mm-hmm. when they did their seal of approval. There was that whole Tengen story that we covered. We covered, by the way, mm-hmm. they never even touched on, you know, which would have been fantastic. That could have been a whole episode right there. Right. You know, because that involved Atari trying mm-hmm. to cut back in and, I don't know, sabotage, if, if anything, trying to get their hands back in the market. I mean, that could or even like the episode. like. I feel like we never even really touched like today's consoles either, like PlayStation mm. or Xbox. Like I know they were trying to like leave us with that thought, probably towards mm. the end or whatever. But I mean, yeah, there was even like the whole merger, like where Nintendo and PlayStation were wanting to like you know mm. do a thing for a while. Like yeah, so there were some interesting things that I thought that they left out for sure. And and maybe maybe we may have missed the point of what they were trying to do. Maybe show where the path was to go from how it started to where we are now. Yeah. Because even talking about, if you see how they break it down, how Atari started it, which we didn't even touch on the first official console. We, we talked about that. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and make a a correction, so to speak. I mentioned uh, in our Atari episode, and I'm getting dry mouth here about what the first official console is. Now, According to my research, at that time, Mm -hmm. it was officially, based on my definition of what a console was, it was the Magnavox Odyssey. That's what I said in that that episode. Mm -hmm. But according to this documentary, there was an entirely unreleased console that was created to play games. And that was the first official console. I can't remember what they called it, like the the F7 or... Yeah, like it literally like said something like console F or something. Pretty generic yeah. sounding, Some, yeah. Something like that. But they, they, they spoke about the man who created it, spoke to his family, I guess, because he had long mm. since passed. Yes, but, so the person who originally, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, it was amazing. That, that was a great thing. Like something like that to unveil something that, I mean, I didn't even find it in my research, so that told I me. I don't I was remember like, well, it either, which makes me very upset because this yeah. is the person who actually legitimately made where consoles could play more than just the game it shipped with, you know, mm-hmm. or built into it. Exactly. And, and another good example of a big company coming in and taking it from a little guy, you know. <laughs> and burying history. And okay? burying it, yeah. Because I, th- I don't feel like this is a, um, I don't feel like this is a detail that is unimportant this was an African-American man in the 1970s whose work was just shoved under the rug and forgotten. It, they, they really presented it like we just whitewashed that out altogether. Fuck yeah. Yeah, 100%, of course they did. Unfortunately, yeah. So I honestly believe, yeah, that's exactly what happened. So I was just, it didn't, I was surprised to see it. But once the history was presented, I was like, that doesn't surprise me one bit. Like you hate to see it, but not yeah. surprised. I'm not surprised. I hate, yeah. I hate that we have to not be surprised about this stuff. Right. But this is we're getting we, hip to the ways. Yeah, you know? we're we're very aware of things more than ever now. Um, well, you did kind of mention this, and I, I felt like it was it was kind of a, a dull spot, which was the uh, the coverage of sports. Yeah, games. that one took a that took some effort on my part to pay attention to. I'm not gonna lie, because I don't yeah. care about sports games at all. And then when they started talking about EA, I just went. Ugh. <laughs> But in all fairness, I understand why they put it in because it was yeah. integral. That that moment was integral to where sports games are today. 
No, I get it completely. It, yeah. But it was, yeah, I was just like, I don't care. It was just hard because I had no interest <laughs> in the whole sports thing. But no, I, I, I get why it was put in there. And I mean, it, it is a big deal in gaming today. I mm. mean, it really is. So I get why it was added, but I didn't care. And I think I'm trying to, I was trying to remember a lot of the notes that uh, I was putting down here. Because again, the first two episodes we kind of covered here. And I'm not saying don't go check that out if you've listened to those episodes. Not saying that at all. Go check it out. Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool because uh, Charles Martinet, we didn't even touch on that. He's the narrator of the the documentary. If mm-hmm. you don't know his name, he is the voice of Mario. He's not going, oh, look at this. And it's a yeah, Nintendo. No, he's and, using his he's doing human his, voice. <laughs> yeah. And he never even he never even does an impression, which I, I was expecting no. at some point. Like, hey, do Mario, do Mario. And it was like, no, 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 I don't want to get sued. Right. <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're not even playing around like they used to. But the, the third episode, I think, was about RPGs. I think that was a, a very fascinating. <sighs> when I saw Roberta Williams coming up, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, yes, we're going to do it. They didn't actually touch on her games. I wasn't sure if they'd go into detail about what game she created. But I was like, yeah, no. Yeah. I played a lot of her stuff in the mid 90s or whatever. She She told great stories. Yeah. I felt like that was probably the one episode that I felt like I didn't have any knowledge of, okay. and I didn't know how it came to be. So right. that one actually was good. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that was that was a completely eye opening because it was like, okay, well, I just thought RPGs were there, but it does make sense that text based adventures, computer games, and stuff like that. D and D, obviously, I think I right. don't feel like that was not a question, but. I feel like the text-based adventures from old PC games, mm-hmm. that being kind of a, a process to, hey, let's do that, but let's put graphics on it. Right. And then we got it. And then that just leads to where we are now. And I was like, holy crap. It's- it, it, it is cool to see the evolution of somebody looking at what somebody else has managed to do. And they're like, oh, but what if we... And then it just keeps... Mm-hmm going and going and going into like because some of it is so ingenious when i'm saying they're looking because like programming today and coding today for the games is like so not even Mm. close to then like even when they were talking about like the episode with what i would consider the first modders obviously you know when they were like they were talking about um and i don't remember their names because i never will ever in my life but where they had the arcade machines and the college Mm -hmm. dorms and that's how they were making money was, you know, people came to play their video games, but people got to the point where they were too good at it and weren't they weren't making money anymore because people just weren't playing it. So they installed chips into the systems to actually make the game harder or more skill based, Mm -hmm. which started to make people want to come back again. Then for a larger company to take notice, you think you're in trouble and you get flown out there. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, actually, can we just hire you now? Like, it's it, the, mm-hmm. those those little stories were what was interesting to me. Yeah, the the human side of what what they were going through when these things were happening, and and the fact that we just didn't have any of these laws then, mm-hmm. and a lot of them we ended up having to create laws because people were just like manipulating their game into what they wanted to do and then mm-hmm. reselling it as their own business, you know? Because even... <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, even talking about the laws, I mean, the, the entire... I think it was the fifth episode, which was about fighting games. That... I did... And this was odd to me, and I don't know why, but looking back on it now, because I grew up in the... I mean, you did too. You know, we, we yeah. were there when fighting games emerged. Yeah. And I don't remember... 
a time when they weren't there, you know? You you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I know there was a time that there wasn't a fighting game, but it was just like, holy crap. It was yeah. suddenly there, and then there were so many. It was like, yeah, they weren't there before. And yeah. Street Fighter was it, and I, I didn't realize it. And it was like, holy crap, yeah. that's And two of all, that, yeah. like, that was what got it started over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, obviously, Mortal Kombat, Night Trap, games like that, they touched on those, and the creation of the ESRB. Which I it was fun was to important. see the old news clips, though, yes. of, like, all of them losing their mind over this garbage. And you know, like, not a single one of them played the game, saw probably even one ounce of the game. Uh, they're going to court about mm. how this was the worst thing. That was a fun story, actually, for me to get to hear him uh, from Night Trap, honestly. Yeah. Mm. Because, I, okay, I admit, I actually, there were some details there that I didn't know because, like, come to find out, he had pitched basically this whole other idea. Yeah. And because he was with Hasbro, and Hasbro's like, but you can't do anything on screen that could be easily recreated at home. Mm-hmm. Was it the, kind of along Something the lines like that, of what yeah. the rules were? So, like, whatever you showed on screen, it had to be ridiculous and out there and very unrecreatable, you know, or whatever the word is. And uh, so it was like he had it sounded like he had this really cool, like, movie idea to pitch. And they're like, but we can't make them this way. So we got to make it look like this. And he's like, OK, so they're vampires. But they don't suck blood. No, 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 no. We can't show them actually sucking blood. But you can show. So he's like, I came up with this hook idea that went around their neck and drew the blood out. And he goes, and in hindsight, that actually seemed worse. Yeah. You know? And so now you have vampires who aren't strong, who can't suck your blood, who don't walk fast, that are in trash bags. Because I wasn't even allowed the costumes. I wanted to put them in. And I'm just like, oh, God. They screwed you over. I I almost feel like I would have just been like, you know what? I'm just going to go make a movie. Yeah. Like, this is not my idea anymore at all. But um, <laughs> it's so funny when you hear these stories now where you were like, it's garbage. And then you hear why. And you're like, oh, uh. it really was just working against you, huh? But, mm-hmm. I mean, yep. Yeah. I'm Forever arguing about how video games makes us all violent. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because that, that argument gets so... It never gets old, right? But see, I'm... So much fun. And the fact that they even touched on that, I'm really surprised they didn't touch on FMVs. Like... Like in more detail? Well, I mean, I know that they aren't like a booming... um, Yeah. Well, even at the time, it was... I wouldn't know if you'd call it booming. Like, it was just... It was a medium, you know? That just didn't do well. It would have been interesting just to kind of touch on them just a little bit, like the idea, like what what spawned that on to say, hey, let's make an interactive movie. Let's how are we going to do right. this? How can we change that? But flesh that idea out. They didn't even touch on. I mean, as they're talking about these these games, I guess I'm not real surprised because it's still such a niche genre that I don't know that it actually made any kind of huge enough waves that outside of Night Trap making everyone think we were just attacking. Sure, everybody. But I'm, I'm surprised that they didn't, I mean, as they touched on these, how they never talked about how P, there were certain PC games that just went under the radar and were never paid attention to like these games were because they were on right. consoles. Because and they were like super bizarre and weirdo. Like Harvester, I oh, still yeah. feel like would have been worse than Night Trap, really. Some of the stuff in that, oh my god! I mean, but you're you right; it didn't not... come to console, so it probably wasn't mainstream enough to really make waves, you know. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff in that that you're just like, uh, no. dude, he tried. The mom tried to sleep with him. Yeah, that's weird. 
Like, that's not a good idea at all. Weren't weren't there even, like, some very racist and homophobic remarks? Oh, so much. Yeah. Because it was, like, 90s, whatever, I'm not going to have the argument about it in the time or whatever. But it was in that time. And, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I even remember talking to a general who was just a stump. Yeah. He had no yeah. arms, no legs. He's a stump. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Like, what? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> But, but yet, Night Trap. <laughs> but speaking of the PC market, uh, sixth episode, they, they talked about how id Software, you know, creators of Doom and uh, Wolfenstein and stuff like that, the first-person shooter, which we all know and love, how right. they started, how all that came about mm-hmm. because they hacked a Nintendo. Because mm-hmm. I didn't realize this. This was just mind-blowing to me that a PC could not side-scroll. Right. Like yeah, I didn't know like, that either. What? It, it, it just like, was a snot-nosed kid to, like, send it to him later. Like, oh, this? You know? Yeah. It's just kind of how they made it sound. They're like, how the crap did you think? You know? Yeah. But it was just, it was mind-boggling to me. It's like, how, why couldn't? Because PCs are just monsters now, you know? They're just like right. these beasts. That you got to remember, though, and they did at least explain it. Like, back in the day, they were basically like word processors, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people typed their papers, uh, accounting, whatever the crap that it did, you know? Yeah, but back then, not to be able to scroll like a Nintendo, it was just it was like mind boggling to me. It was yeah. like, holy crap, that's that's interesting. Okay, but like then they- that's what cracked the code to us having FPS. Yeah, and that's all they needed to do because they needed to have the screens move, you know, just like they do on consoles. And it was like that's all it took is you just needed to figure that out, and that's what led to all that essentially. Yeah. In yeah. a nutshell. So that was fascinating, you know, just to, to hear those guys talk about that creation, where that led to. It's it's a fascinating documentary, but again, Crash Course, I feel like there's just It's definitely going to leave you wanting to look into some of this stuff more, sure. I feel, if you mm-hmm. were really interested in it. Um, so they're de- definitely giving you the brief rundown and, and great sources on where to go to get the rest of the information if you want, because sure. you've got the names, you've got the stories, you could probably easily find them out if you wanted more detail. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it... it, it there, there, there were certain moments where that that's what I found interesting, or even when they were talking about like the first arcades, that the yen was just even low, like just their yen coin, yeah. hard to get because so many people were filling into arcades and filling those machines, you know, like like little details like that where you're like, huh, I wasn't around when that was going on or live in that country. So that's kind of interesting to hear mm-hmm. about, you know. Um, but yeah, it, the, the only thing that made me kind of sad throughout the whole thing, and it's... Uh, whatever you want to call me for it, but just like the way that they kept even explaining how they marketed games to women was just like so frustrating because now you could see where for some reason they just started it off in their mind, assuming we wouldn't want to play the same kinds of things. So they Mm -hmm. like spent too much time and energy into trying to create games that they thought women wanted to play like cooking games or stuff like that, where just like we play the same things. And it was just kind of frustrating to see that that mentality was just right there from the get-go mm-hmm. and, and, and not that I was surprised that it was I feel like it's been perpetuated over time and gate kept and fed into because of this whole thing but and I don't honestly think when he's telling this story that he was thinking he was telling anything wrong because mm-hmm. again you're a product of your generation right so in his mind he was like I'm including them when it was like just get out of our way of the machine sometimes you know like that's yeah. That's all we were actually asking for. And then for Miss Pac-Man to come be bored from this kind of thing and then have to interview all these. Oh, she's so cute. And, all. and yes, there are women like that. 
Do you think dudes don't want to play games like that, though, too, sometimes? I mean, if I look through all y'all MOBA's phone and I find one freaking cooking game, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say. So it was just... It's like little things like that that I that I see still today. Like I hear from it then and I'm like, mm. OK, then. But why are we still fighting so hard for it even today for the same exact thing? Like I'll never understand how that can't just be. We are humans who game. Right. But in all calling us girl gamers, we're gamers. Quit like putting those titles on us that just mm. it doesn't just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense to me. But in all fairness, you have to admit the inclusion of Chun-Li wasn't to include women, according to the creator. He says, yeah. why not put a woman in there? Women right. want to play this too. Right. So there you go. Yeah. And th- to me, that was just like, holy crap. You could see pieces of where people were like, wait a minute. Yeah. It's like, you know? what, and then when he in? said, he's like, women want to play women characters. And I said to myself, I was like, dude, what, dudes want to play women characters too. Are you kidding me? Most <laughs> of the dudes I know play the women characters first. Like, it, it, personal experience. Right. But like, I'm like. But, I mean, why not include them? You know, that was right. kind of his reason. He was like, yeah, put a woman in there. Yeah. They want to yeah. play. Why right. not? And we do. We just want to play like, the same great. things. Everybody likes different types of games. So, so it, I guess it was nice to see that there was somebody with that mentality back then. That it, it's not just something new. There were people. And there's probably more who was just like, why do we have to cater to one gender or the other? Just make a game that they all want right. to play. Right. If it's you a know? good game, we'll play it. You yeah. know? Like, so, there you go. And there's different genres for different people that like different things. Yeah. I just do hope we kind of get to the point where just like the whole gatekeeping of what we feel constitutes a real gamer or that we have to gender what type of gamer we even are. Just I, I just can't wait for the day for that to just go away. You know, like, well, you even know, if you play Candy Crush, you're a gamer. Fine. Yeah. Like, why do you feel like that's an insult to you being a gamer as well? I don't just and, let them do what they want to do. And, you know, that could be an interesting documentary in and of itself. Like, what perpetuated this idea that gaming was a boys' club? Because clearly, even oh, back then... I think then, it was marketed that way. I mean, clearly back then, they even said Pac-Man was a game that women enjoyed playing. But, do we know that that's just the only game they gravitated toward? They didn't say, specify that they didn't play Space Invaders or Pong mm-hmm. or whatever else that everybody else was playing... But that's just the one they happen to gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. So why did we just assume that only guys want to play games? Because I for mean, the longest time growing up, yeah. I did have that mindset. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit that. I was like, it wasn't that Well, girls, I did too. I always thought I was weird for wanting to play them. But see, that it, it was just this weird thing of I didn't know any girls that played video games. So I just assumed they didn't want to play. Like they felt it was beneath them or they, they it was sure. just something they just didn't want to do like it was it wasn't girly enough or something like that whatever right. my, my child brain thought at the time so when i did actually meet a girl who played a video game i was like holy shit it was like a unicorn you exist like, <laughs> what is this and i just right? thought it was weird because i didn't know any better right but well, now. it was very heavily marketed that way. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, especially, like, today we're a little bit better about, you know, imposing whatever we feel like you're supposed to act like because of a, uh, of a gender or your sex or whatever. Like, we're getting better about assuming that it has to be this way or that way, mm-hmm. depending on how you feel or whatever. Um, but, like, back then, we were still very much Barbies go to girls, rough house play goes to boys. And when the video games were coming out, they're a little bit more violent and everything. Look at the commercials from back then. You didn't see chicks in there 
playing these games either. It was just like a bunch of boys going around roughhousing with each other over mm-hmm. a controller and stuff. You know, so it was very much sold to us in that vein. And being in that time frame where we still had the girly stuff and the boy stuff, that, you know, we kind of got just left out because of just the assumption that we're too girly and wouldn't want to shoot things or be that way, you know? Sure. And I think it's just taking forever to get out of that mindset that it's a girl or boy. It doesn't matter what I'm, if I think it's fun, I just think it's fun as a person. (laughs) Like my genitalia had nothing to do with me gravitating towards that game. So. Yeah, I I honestly think it's just we've got to start just doing better about breaking free of all the stuff we've just been taught. And like we were mentioning at the top of the two hours now, you know, (laughs) just because that's how it's always been done doesn't mean that's how we should keep doing it. So So that was interesting for them to dive into a little bit. You're right. I would actually like to see more of a documentary kind of diving into that. Not that I think it would matter in the long run. I would just find it kind of interesting to see where it started. And it did make me happy to see that, you know, more women were involved in it. We've been there from the beginning, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, we just aren't the ones that get put out there when the good ideas roll or anything like that. It always gets hidden under some other some other terms, some other name. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Right. But we, we definitely recommend it's it's worth a watch if you if you Absolutely. love gaming. If you don't know anything about the industry back then, or even if you do, it is it is fun to just kind of reminisce, especially if you grew up in that time, seeing some of those commercials and things like that. It was oh like, yeah! Oh my God! Yes! I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was such a it was such a, a blast from the past, so to speak. So and I don't know I that I ever realized that. that the Nintendo gun was actually just called a zapper. I didn't realize it was a gun in Japan, <laughs> like a like look oh. like an actual legit oh, yeah, gun. Yeah. Yeah, I was, like, okay. I was just like a zapper. It wasn't yeah. just an attack. I guess they weren't gonna the put that zapper. on there. Yeah, the zapper. I'm like I had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Duck Hunt, man. Classic. <laughs> I feel like that's the only game I played with it. There probably was more, but that's the only memory that sticks in my head. Think- and of course, you always cheated by just walking up to the screen and pointing directly at the bird. Mm-hmm. Screw that, sitting back far and well as far as you could go. Everything was corded, and they weren't very long, so no. you kind of still had to sit on the floor. But um. Yeah. See, I had two other games. Well, I didn't have two other games. I knew, I had one other game that used the Zapper, and then there was a second game that I played a lot with the Zapper, but I didn't own it. And they were they were very unique. One was called Hogan's Alley, and it was kind of mm. like a... I know there's a term for it, but I can't remember what it is at the moment. It's essentially the, the screen would scroll, and then kind of like one of those police shooters where the the criminal shows up and then the good guy shows oh, up oh yeah yeah, yeah. shoot the right thing it's kind of they just kind of pop up all of a sudden yeah ting. so it's very much in that vein and then the other one was called gumshoe which you talk about a, a challenge with the zapper it's a game where the character moves on his own and to you have to get him over the obstacles making him jump by using the zapper so you shoot at oh. him and he'll move and jump but you have to balance yeah. everything out because it's platforming pitfalls yeah everything just so all of this tomfoolery yeah it's it's a nuts game but i would fun. say at least if you're younger check it out just to see how how it evolved and where it started from because i know y'all look at it and be like ew but it was like no these were like great yeah. these were great i remember sitting around having a ton of fun you know when you finally started to get multiplayer oh my god you sat it was all couch co-op you know but yeah 
it's it's the crap out of those man but it it will hopefully help you respect what you have now right just definitely appreciate it because the way it's evolved holy holy crap yeah i don't know that we would have saw that coming then heck Mm. probably thought it just completely folded all together in the 90s since it wasn't really doing that great and then finally you had like playstation xbox bringing some stuff back in pc started to actually look like a better contender more people started to actually have a pc in the home Mm -hmm. and there you go and even think about the the transition i know they didn't go this deep into it but graphically when we started seeing graphics improve and everything Mm -hmm. like how that just our minds just blew because right i remember the very first time i saw super about Mario. 99 2000 when we started yeah. to actually see like human shape <laughs> you know like they didn't have faces yet but mm-hmm. but even you know. even like super mario 64 mm-hmm. just that just that transition to 3d was just like oh my god because it was no longer flat it was no longer 2d yeah. it was like you have all of this you can run it didn't look i mean by comparison today you're just like okay it looks dated but then it was just oh i can remember dude this is like gonna be silly for me i can remember the transition from like sims 1 to sims 2 and the first time i saw it i like literally sat there and went whoa (laughs) like it's like i can turn all the way around the character it's not just this flat top down pancake you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it was just I remember being blown away. Like, look at all the detail. They have faces and personalities. And I can do a 360 with the camera around the entire character. Like, you couldn't mm. do that, you know? And, yeah. So that's why I do feel bad for the younger generation. Like, just having those moments of being like, oh, my God. Yeah. You've never seen it. Like, it never would have imagined it could have been that good. Because it's always just been good for you. <laughs> you know? I honestly don't know if we'll ever have a moment like that again. I, I mean, who knows? Like, the way technology goes. But I, I know you and I have had this discussion. Like, how does it get better? Like, holy crap. I don't know. And that, that's, that's... I, I don't I know either. Like it, it won't... We won't have those moments again because I feel like we've hit a Unless pinnacle. VR really starts to take off. Like, that's the next thing I could think of is if yeah. VR can be less niche... Once I think VR gets rid of the screen door effect 100% mm. and those headsets become a little bit more light, not as overbearing, heavy, bulky, um, I, I think that would probably be the next, holy crap, but that's just my speculation. Like I once mean, you actually get them feeling mm. like everything's crystal clear and you're in the moment, damn, that'll yeah, be huge. I, that, that, I could agree with that 100%. That would be the next evolutionary state of gaming once you make that as that awesome would blow as my everything mind else anyway. yeah. yeah i want to feel so immersed that i lose where i'm at exactly yeah no that, that that might be so definitely keep a check on it i mean i feel like people really are starting to try to tap into vr a little bit more it's, even though facebook keeps trying to ruin it but whatever mm-hmm. that's a whole other conversation but i think it could get better i think it's, they really are working on it so it's definitely come a long way and I do enjoy getting into the VR headset a lot more mm-hmm. than it used to be. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, But yeah, check it out. I guess that's our show for the day. Mm-hmm. We, we did came a, back with a vengeance. We did. We did come back. As you guys are used to, you probably see the two hours and go, oh yeah, no, they're back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> we had a conversation, damn it. We so did. Fine. We did. Uh, let us know what you think though, guys. You know, like I said, we're, uh, 
going to be playing around with some stuff here. Hopefully you'll find it entertaining. And even if it sucks, maybe that'll entertain you too. I mean, there are things so bad it's entertaining and you got to mm-hmm. tell people about it. And maybe we could be that person for you. I don't know. But that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> you can hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash or send an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram to view all that weekly icon art that Stephen puts all of his time and love into. You can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even go into patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. Chip in that $5. Watch the first four episodes of Super Mega Crash uh, Adventures, will ya? And you can also tell your friends to search Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and even youtube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. And thank you for listening. I'm Lacia Finley. I'm Stephen White. And you could join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.